wrestling podcast this is the podcast world order this is the wrestlecast uh and this is the monday night express uh i am ryan and with me is the front man of course it's d white and i was gonna say which of us is, is it lover boy ryan and beautiful d white or is it uh, i'll kind of like that here we go yeah the monday uh, night express there we go love it, need love to it. get eric uh, we, we need to get Eric a tennis racket, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> tennis racket has already got the glasses and probably the suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're listening, um, so if you're watching on YouTube, you're watching on Facebook, thank you. Um, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, also thank you. Uh, you'll notice this is a 90-minute episode. Um, I blame myself. I did a really crappy job of plugging this because we've known for a few weeks now. Um, but if you've been keeping up with us on YouTube, um, you know, with there being six of us, we really tried to break it up into everybody does their own individual review and, um, you know, everybody gives their own take and then we do like a rotation, but that was a lot of work and we all have lives. So, um, what we did instead, because obviously we watch all of the shows anyway, um, is we'll meet back here on Monday before Raw. Uh, which is set to uh, come on our TV in about in about 55 minutes or so. Um, and we'll share some of the ups and downs of the week, essentially, um, in essentially a ranking that we'll do um, that we'll slot the first half hour for of each Monday show. So we'll take uh, the big, uh, we'll go ahead and take the big six, essentially, unless something happens. So we're looking at Raw. Uh, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, Impact Dynamite, and Rampage. Um, and we will rank um, which show won for the week, which show didn't uh, do so well. Um, some highs, some lows of each show. Um, don't know how we're going to do it yet, but we're going we're gonna to do it. Um, so... Uh, Dwight, let's 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 try this. What did you have as your worst show of the week? Oh, my worst show of the week was not not even close. Uh, Raw was the worst show of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and it's been. Unf- I mean, God, I hate to say it, but it's. I mean, it's just been that way for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's there's there's, I think with the draft, it you know we had talked about it that you know I know Fox had sort of made some made some complaints about maybe, uh, you know, not getting what they thought they paid for. And so then with Rampage coming on Friday night, it looked like they were going to stack SmackDown. And that's kind of what Raw sort of looking like. It's like, it's just the, it's an afterthought. So uh, believe me, um, I want to say NXT 2.0 because gosh, that's some hard stuff to watch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it it may have edged Raw. <laughs> it may have been a, t- a slight bit better than Raw this week. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I was very close also on that. I do say that the worst show of the week, and I'll just piggyback on what you were saying, it's been the worst show for a while. Um, I think it really needs to cut that last hour, even though I know they're in a pretty much a contract at this point to access that third hour. Um, I will say um, that Xavier Woods' ricochet was good. Um, I don't like seeing Ricochet lose, but I do um, I do enjoy Xavier finally getting a little rub here. Um, I don't understand the Queen's Crown Tournament. And, you know, ah. I mean, so, so I'm looking at results that I had saved from Monday, Tuesday. Um, so Xavier Woods beat Ricochet in 1045, right? I don't think yep. the entirety of the Queen's Crown Tournament has been that long. Which I, I know. I don't. You know, it's it. funny because I, I was going to make a joke and I was going to put it on there. But remember when they when NWA uh, Power and they came and they had the, uh, the the tournament for the TV title and each match mm-hmm. had a six minute and five second time limit, which I thought was yep. really cool. You know, apparently, uh, apparently the Queen's uh, Crown tournament uh, oh, is that what it is? The Queen's Crown, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. Has a two. Uh, it has a two minute and five second time limit apparently because that's about all they give those matches is about two minutes, which is really sad. It's sad because these women can work, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. we're taking a step back here, honestly, because it was you know kind of twenty fifteen and sixteen. It was you know give divas a chance, and then we give them a chance in their main eventing you know pay per views and. There was a really good stretch yes. there of women's wrestling in WWE on the main roster. And now we're to this point where, you know, we're having two to three minute matches on a main mm-hmm. roster show. And it's sad. It's sad because um, I, I think we're all kind of expecting uh, Shayna Baszler to come out on top of this tournament. Uh, yeah. Because it's the queen's crown and she's the queen of spades. Um but there's no reason you can't have meaning, meaningful matches, even if that's the end result. Um, right. And, and I, I, I was going to let you cough there. But, um, and not just that, but, and, but they hyped it. Like, you know, it wasn't like it was, a, it was some sort of thing that was, a, a, you know, that wasn't, you know, it was an afterthought of it. No, no, no. They hyped the tournament, right? They've talked about it in the vignettes and backstage and stuff like that. It's like, so, okay, well, we're here, here for it. If that's what you're here to watch, and then you come, it's like, oh, here we have a tournament match, and it's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was – and you know what? Can I ask you one question, though? Um, you're, you're a smart guy. You watch wrestling like I do. Um, mm-hmm. I just – I have one – like, I, the, the one part – besides the fact that matches were short, um, why, why did Carmella win? <laughs> <laughs> Because they've been giving her a mad push as of late, and I don't quite understand it. Um, yeah, I was gonna uh, throw up. that. That was the one. That was the one that really. And I like the hurt business being back together. You know, I, you can give me some of that. Um, they buried the crap out of Dana Brooke on commentary on Raw. Oh yeah. The I mean, just just buried her, and then oh. and then of course. I guess during the week she kind of came back at Corey Graves or whatever, and but 
and and I'm guess that's Corey Graves being a douche, which is his, his that's what he does on you know that's his role. But it that was hitting way too close to a shoot where he's like time to cut bait with Dana Brooke because it's not working out. And like oh, that's and dude, that match only went a minute and a half, and he still found time to like as if that's not burying her enough. <laughs> Corey yeah. Graves had to just twist it in there. So anyway, a minute twenty five. Yep, which is that's bad. just. Yeah, um, and I'm sorry. Uh, there was the the just barn burner nail biter three minutes that was Dewdrop versus Natalia, but still like three minutes. Unreal. Oh, not to mention the two minute match between Jeff Hardy and Austin Theory. Yeah, seriously, it's crazy. So look, so look, I'm looking at it right now. So the Xavier yeah. Woods Ricochet match was longer than. Her business against Mansoor and Ali, plus mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler, Dana Brooke, plus Omos and Riddle, plus Austin oh, Theory and no. Jeff Hardy. Literally, no. it that match was longer than those four matches put together. It, uh, and then, and we have a three-hour show to fill. <laughs> it's not like you yeah. don't have time. You do have time. But anyway, yeah. um, I, I was going to throw that on ca- cage match database. Gave Raw a three point two eight out of ten. For their ratings, and that's votes. That's that's thirty-five valid votes. So that's, yeah, that people were hating on that, and actually, two people gave it a zero. So, I think they we, had we could. nine matches this week on Raw in a three-hour show. Yeah, nine matches that were a total of like thirty-five minutes, a total all added together. You can watch Dark, or you can watch Elevation. And yeah, they're glorified squash squash matches, and you're giving you know guys work. Uh, but you you can go on either of those shows and watch better better content. Hundred um, percent. It's just hundred percent. It just it just wasn't good, and I'm done talking about it. I hate Me Raw. Too. Raw is awful. Um, it is on to my next worst show of the week, and that is as we've already kind of established NXT 2.0. Um, I, it's, I, I almost put this as at the worst. I couldn't get through this. I, this took me two, two different sittings to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just the incredible step back that we've taken is just awful. Um, mm-hmm. I love Joe Gacy's character. <laughs> I really do because it's so much about um, what a lot of people are today. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, th- I thought that was a fine match. I mean, obviously, you knew what the result was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. I hate I hate toxic attraction. I there's there's no point for them to just be catty bitches, uh, you know that are mm-hmm. that are just here to say. Uh, well, we're the we're essentially the only women on the roster now that you know are that are established. So we're gonna get all the titles, and we've got leather, and we're saying we're we're cute. Like I, they don't mm-hmm. care. Like uh, imagine mm-hmm. if you if you've been in a coma for like a year, and you're like, oh, you know what? I really like NXT. I want to watch NXT, and you turn this garbage on. You're like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, yeah, especially that. 
And it's almost like they're like the, well, we fired everybody. So can we do the riot squad again? Kind of, but not really. Yeah. And sort of it's, and I don't know, man. I, and I, like, I, I, I like each one of them individually, but I do not like that put together. And then, you know, what saved it? I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to skip for you. You're right. um, you know, what saved the show for me and which made it better than raw was the day it was the Swerve Scott Santos Escobar match, which which was, you know, which was good, yeah. like legit. Yeah. Like I got I got to wade through all of this garbage, and that match is good. And you know what? That's a match that you could have seen two months ago on on NXT. It's something that didn't change. Mm-hmm. That's that's from one point right? With Swerve Scott and Santos Escobar because that was already going on. And so, yeah. And that's the one good thing. And of course, you know, at, we won't get to see it again since uh, it looks like uh, Top Dollar's headed up to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, Last Legend is the worst thing about NXT 2.0. <laughs> she is absolutely awful. Uh, she is her terrible. Her gimmick is dumb. She doesn't wrestle. All she does is sit in a chair and talk to a bunch of stage plants that just sit there mm-hmm. and do what the corporate stooge is going to tell them to do. And then and then the second worst thing right behind it is freaking Tony D'Angelo. He's just he's just another Guido character. There is nothing <laughs> special about him. He is just a typical <laughs> he is a prototypical like standard generic Italian professional wrestler. Oh, you know, you me? Uh, my family worked down here by the docks, and they always get it. I'm like, I don't fucking yeah. care. Like, it's awful. Well, right. So, so you're telling me that she's like Johnny the Bull, and he's uh, little Guido, and he's the FBI. But I'm gonna tell you, uh, he's one of the few things that's over in the new NXT 2.0. Like, the crowd seems insane. to get, seems to be buying it. I don't hate him. I'll be honest with you. Um, you were right on your first. You were right on your first one. That is some hot garbage affair. And and it's also yeah. like I was. I, I just I'm like, th- this could be something if you just sort of protected her and didn't have her like prominent. Um, I'll I'll say also a uh, a uh, Trick Williams. I could do without him too. Oh God. Never mind. I'm really he's glad right. you said that because I was gonna get to him in a little bit. Uh, but he's the <laughs> he's the second worst thing. Tony Angelo is the third. Um, yeah. God. Um, there is the match against Grayson Waller and Duke and Duke Hudson, and mm-hmm. at one point, and Grayson Waller's character is just a boxer who doesn't box but he wrestles. Yeah. So he's like a degraded consequence to Creed. <laughs> oh, oh no, he's that's that's Mark Marrow. Like, uh, no, oh, consequences. No. Creed. Just, Mark Marrow is. He's like Walmart Mark Marrow. There you go. He's Wish Mark Marrow. Sorry. <laughs> Wish.com um, Mark Marrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess I guess Duke Hudson's getting the crowd behind him, and they all start chanting. Dookie, dookie, dookie. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, you know what you're saying right now? <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I'm gonna ask you one more thing for it because while we're so we don't spend all night crapping on on WWE, but 
Does, yeah. Doesn't it, do, and everybody's talking about it, so it's brighter lights and it's a different look to it. Mm-hmm. And you and I, you and I both had watched indie shows on high spots or on independentwrestling.tv mm-hmm. and fight and all that. Um, yeah. It looks like an indie show. Like it yep. does. It looks like mm-hmm. an indie show that's got all the lights on in the, in the, in the uh, VFW hall because they, you know, they, because you can't dim all the lights because you're not able to, and you don't have any lights uh, like a lighting rig to go it's that's what it looks like it looks like the high school mm-hmm. gym with all the light all the lights on and and i don't i can't it'd be good if you got some good indie wrestling but you also don't have that so yeah i don't know um the bright spot and again i hate the name uh solo sokoa um that's the that's the other that's the other fatu uh sepa fatu yeah, right. Um, why right, they couldn't right. slap, why they couldn't slap Uso on him and just be done with it is beyond me. Um, oh, I don't yeah. know, Braun, Braun Breaker. I'm not sure. Um, but you're, you're right. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Santos Escobar, uh, match of the night, match that kept us out of the worst show of the week. Um, Isaiah Swerve yeah. Scott's first North American title defense, um, is successful. But then we get Carmelo Hayes, who cashes in his breakout tournament uh, con- contract. Um, only takes a minute. We get him and stupid Trick Williams celebrating at the end. Yeah. And another just yeah. god-awful show. I could do with that. Yeah, and um, the, the, the Trick Williams, like when he – like Carmelo Hayes does good, like cutting a promo, and then Trick, Trick Williams has to contribute, and it's just like, oh, God, you had me. And then that guy talked. You know? Yeah. Anyway. We're done with that. Yeah. Um, uh, the next spot, I guess, is to be the number four spot for, for the week. Um, I was really torn because um, I thought that SmackDown had a, had an okay show, um, and I've been the Impact guy for a while. Um, so I'm going to stick to my original ranking here, even though I said I had them a, st- a grade above. Um, I have I have SmackDown round, rounding out the bottom half. Of this, so I have them as my number four show uh, for the week. Um, I said it before we came on air. Um, Edge and Seth Rollins is the best view that WWE has going right now. Um, I think that the fact that they that in ring the chemistry is there, but then you take Edge's intensity in promos and you pair him with Seth Rollins, who can cut a hell of a promo and can bring it when you need him to and um granted his character work uh even since the beginning of COVID has been fantastic yeah I think he's been doing an outstanding job I think he's kind of the um I think he's kind of the torchbearer of the pandemic era for WWE Seth Rollins is doing a great job um for King sure. of the Ring he's going <laughs> now, I, now I'm going to agree with you, and, I, and I, I'll be honest because I, I had to use, do highlights for SmackDown just to catch it, and that, so um, mm-hmm. because because I was doing other things like oh I don't know watching Rampage, but um, anyway uh, I, I wanted to I, I do think they're, they they put some more effort, especially on paper. Even when you looked at the show on paper, you're like you know that this is going to be a good show. I mean, it looked like it, they, they were setting things up too. So something that yeah. I, and, and I, don't, I don't usually find myself wanting to watch SmackDown, so. 
Yeah. Congratulations, um, guys. Yeah. I typically close where I work on Friday nights. So I barely make it home in time to see Rampage at 10 o'clock. When I found out there was a buy-in, I was absolutely torn and just dev devastated. Um, mm. But but then you remembered it was on YouTube and you'd be able to watch it, watch it back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the much-anticipated Naomi, Sony Deville match happened, but then they changed it to a handicap match where Sony Deville teamed with Shayna Baszler. Um, don't care. Awful. Um, Carmella loses to Zelina Vega. Um, so now she's in the finals. Don't care. Um, let's talk about Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Um, oh, okay. Can I throw in something that, that I heard of? I think it was on What Culture and it yeah. was Zelina Vega. That that uh, I guess it came out that that um, Tommy and Malachi Black or whatever had said that she re-signed with WWE and gave up her Twitch channel so they could be together, and then he got released. Yep. They're like, <laughs> like that's... Uh, you're not, you're not getting that. And then she was getting squashed every single week. And and then I was like, yeah, they, oh, gosh, whatever. Oh. They should have given her money in the bank instead of Nikki A.S.H. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway. Um... Before we keep going here, breaking news here from our friends over at Next Generation Wrestling. Um, as we know, Nightmare in the Old City is taking place Sunday, October 31st. Uh, we will have the um, NGW Eastern States Championship on the line. So this will be the first defense. Um, mm. Yeah, it'll be Sugar Dunkerton, also known as Pineapple Pete, also known as Shug D, defending against No Way. Uh, don't forget, it's a costume con contest, everyone. What does he, what, what do you call him, say, Andre Three Belts or something like that? He was called himself. Uh, yeah. He actually, he is Andre Three Straps. Hey, Three Straps, that's what it was. I knew I remember that. So, you know, we'll throw that one in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mad Cat Moss. I'm glad that Riddick Moss has found a place on the main roster as a sidekick mm -hmm. that no one cares about. Um, yeah. Street Profits Usos were good, uh, but it's the same stuff. You know, it, it's it's mm -hmm. the same match we've seen already a half, you know, over a half dozen times. Um, I, I'm only going to assume that after Survivor Series, we'll get Street Profits taking the titles off of them. I uh, know. Won't that be great? No. Yeah. Another Becky Lynch Sasha Banks match that I I'm gonna be honest with you I don't care I don't care um, no neither but Becky Lynch does eat her first loss uh, since her uh, come comeback which um, this felt like a pay per view match but whatever um, and then this is all and this was the SmackDown Go Home Show to Crown Jewel um, so. Overall, it was fine. Um, no, no surprise um, that that WWE rounds out the bottom half of this list. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, keep an eye out for our uh, mm -hmm. Crown Jewel uh, prediction show coming out tomorrow. Hey, I was going to say too. I noticed today that 
they put out that basically that Rampage and SmackDown tied in the ratings. And for the effort that WWE put into, you know, extending SmackDown to, you know, for an, to extra time and the, the stuff they did um, to compete, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so you know. we're looking at the 10 to 10, well, um, for the 10 to 10 30 period um, where they were both on TV, Rampage did a 0.25 in the 18 to 49 demographic um, where SmackDown did a 0.218. In terms of overall viewers though, SmackDown had 878,000 and Rampage had 603,000. Right. Which, I mean, SmackDown, you're already gonna have that established fan fan base anyway. I think the bigger story, though, is um, the 10 to 10.30 block. I thought that that was awesome. Yeah. I want to get to that when we get to the Rampage mm-hmm. portion. because um, uh, So we're in our, in, into our top three, I think, because um, I, I think we mm-hmm. agreed that uh, SmackDown wasn't ahead of Impact this week. No. Okay. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, it was, it was, it was close as Impact always is. Um, I really enjoyed this because we're two weeks away from Bound for Glory, which that review will be up after Impact on Thursday night. Um, a lot of things going on. Um, X Division title is vacant, so we're getting qualifying matches for that. Um, oh, uh, Lady Frost is on TV. Uh, she had a match with Savannah uh, Evans. Yeah. Yeah, um, that match was seven minutes and 39 seconds in a two-hour show. So, Raw, mm-hmm. it can be done. That's right. Um, yeah, and Lady, she was also on uh, uh, Dark Elevation this week, too, um, Lady Frost. Dark or Dark Elevation. I watched both of them this week. So, I, so she's getting around. Somebody needs to sign her. Somebody needs to sign her pretty quick. Um, I hope it's I hope it's Impact. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, either them or AEW. I think that Impact though she could she could kind of do more. I think that right. AEW women's division is kind of crowded right now, uh, especially with uh, they just brought in Ruby Soho. Uh, they have this feud going on right now with uh, you know the Bunny Penelope Ford, uh, Ty Conti, Anna J. Now Anna J is involved with. Dr. Brett Baker, uh, we have um, Sheeta, Serena Deeb, we have Thunder Rosa, oh, oh man, it's going to kill me, why, am I, why can't I think of this, Thunder Rosa, and Jay Cargill, I don't know why it took so yeah. goddamn long, yeah, um, there's just a lot going on right now, I think, I think she can uh, do more with Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're going to get Deanna Perrazzo and Mickey James at the pay-per-view. Um, Mickey James picked Masha Slamovich for Deanna Perrazzo's, uh, part, our opponent in the pick your poison match. So now we get the other side of this. Deanna Perrazzo picks Savannah Evans to face Mickey James 
uh, which is fine. Um, and then um, the inspiration, I guess, send a telegram in. Um, so I'm, I'm very glad that we're already kind of selling this we're better than you kind of storyline. I'm not for hot shotting, um, you know, but there's, there's not a lot in impact, I think, outside of Deanna Perrazzo. Um, we've already seen Jordan Grace uh, and Rachel Ellerin kind of have their, you know, time, time in the sun. Mm -hmm. um, so if we're going to do it, we're just going to do it now. Um, yep. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. Deanna, Par uh, Deanna Par she's so good, though. That's the thing, man. She, she's just so good. And you could legit just say, you know, I mean, she's unbeatable. And just put that and say, okay, let's let's start looking towards some cross promotional super match like we did earlier. And and I think that's a, you know, because until you get, I mean, who 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 are we gonna who's gonna be her to do? Who's gonna dethrone her? Like Tennille Dash, Tennille Dashwood? No, that's not gonna happen. I mean, there's not. I don't know the person that's going to do it. Jordan Grace could. Um, there's few free agents out there that may show up. Um, but yeah, I think that's, um, she's one of those people that you, you know, it's, it's like when, uh, you know, just has the belt, but not because they sort of forget to take it off of you like honky tonk man many years ago, but just yeah. because like, no legit, she's the best. <laughs> it's just that mm -hmm. simple. Yeah. Um, then we get a fantastic match, uh, between Chris Bay and Chris Saban, uh, with Saban getting the win. Um, my match of the night. Um, the I'm start, right yeah. <laughs> I was joking with somebody. I was like, I'm gonna start calling it the Bullet Club Wolf Pack because it's like the it's like the JV team <laughs> Bullet yep. Club. Yep. But I, I like El Fantasmo. I like Hikaleo too. I mean, he's good. But I mean, I just you know, that's like the JV Bullet Club. A little bit, yeah. Good Brothers announced they're making their return at Bound for Glory, and they say to get them some opponents ready. Wonder who it could be. Um, but we move on to the Battle Royal. Um, these are a majority of the individuals that are going to be in the Call of Your Shot Gauntlet. Um, I thought I thought this was um, that was an interesting uh, kind of kind of stipulation here, where they had all these people in in the ring but the last two in the battle royal whoever wins is last in the gauntlet match but the runner-up is number one in 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 the gauntlet match so yeah. i i really enjoyed the high risk high reward kind mm -hmm. of scenario that impact kind of did here and i couldn't remember if they'd done it last year too i don't i don't um, remember either but but we get Chris Saban, who gets tossed out by W. Morrissey. So W. Morrissey will be the last one in the gauntlet match, which you kind of for like a surprise or mm -hmm. a return or something. Um, but then Chris Saban is number one. Oh, here's what's coming next week. Minoru Suzuki to impact. <laughs> no, it's the Suzuki World Tour, baby. Been, yeah. Yeah, he's going to hit them all. I like it. 
GCW, AEW. He's got some other random indies he's done on this tour, which I like. But I like, oh, man. We'll we'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about that here shortly. Oh, yeah. Um, And then um, we get the closing segment is Christian and Josh Alexander. Um, They're kind of last. Well, it's kind of like a just a sit down interview between the two. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It, it added um, just a little something to kind of make you invest in this match come come down for glory. Um, I think we're all kind of anticipating Josh Alexander winning. Um, yeah, but I, so. yeah. Um, but Impact was good, which comes to our uh, top two shows of the week. Now, it's not surprising, but uh, between AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage. Um, so I'll ask you, Dwight, what did you have as your best show of the week? Yeah, it was hard because I had a moment from each one that was like, oh, yeah. And so I'm going to say that so, like, on Dynamite, we had Hangman Page give probably the best promo of his entire life ever, mm-hmm. you know? And then, which is, like, setting up, the you know, the future, right? It's such, it's, you know where that's going, and so, but it was so perfect. But I'm going to tell you, I watched uh, Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson twice because... Yep. Hey, oh man. So that gave gave it the nod for me, Rampage over Dynamite. I, I liked it both. I mean, it was a tie, but um that golly, what a freaking match. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. I have I have uh Rampage as well as the show of the week. Um uh I thought hey. that Bobby Fish and Lee Moriarty was good too. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was it's crazy. It's crazy to think that you can have um, Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki on YouTube for free for right. everyone to enjoy. Um, yeah. I think I think this was twofold here. Um, on one hand, you know, I I I understand what Tony Khan's doing. You know, he's trying to get viewers away from SmackDown uh, to come watch this, but at the same time. You know, you can go back and watch this show if you missed it on YouTube. This is for the fans. Right. This was an outstanding match. Um, Minoru Suzuki, uh, he probably won't win a match in his AEW career, um, which is unfortunate, but... um, Gosh, this match. They gave it 30 minutes, which was plenty of time. Um, they didn't, and it didn't feel like it went long. It didn't feel like it had a dull moment in it. And mm. um, the fact they just beat the piss out of each other. Just... I, love the, I, I love the one where they were doing the like yay boo spot where they're like taking turns. And then mm-hmm. the first, and then freaking Suzuki just drops him with the freaking elbow, and it looks like he's mm-hmm. knocked out, <laughs> like he knocked him out. Yes. I, I was gonna put this. Hey, this is so in the U.S. tour, 
of Minoru Suzuki for 2021. Let me just go down this list of matches. How about this? You want to hear some of the, the Minoru Suzuki World Tour? Well, it started with John Moxley, right? It started with AEW John Moxley. He, he came in. Uh, then he uh, at GCW, he he went against John, Jonathan Gresham. And then we had the lights out match with uh, Archer and Suzuki against Eddie Kingston and Moxley. Okay. Then he then in GCW again he he went against Homicide, and then New Japan Strong we had he he was against Fred Rosser, and then we had he and Lance Arthur Lance Archer against Roy Isaacs and Tom Lawler Team Filthy. Then again uh, WrestleMax St. Louis he was against Calvin Tankman, friend of the show, friend of me. Um, and Missouri, and then he uh, against Anthony Henry at PWX, and then Davey Richards at Glory Pro Little Ring of Horrors in uh, in St. Louis. Then he went against Daniel Garcia, PW's Daniel Garcia, at West Coast Pro. Then he went against Joey Janela in GCW Aftermath, and then Brian Danielson, and then uh, Chris Dickinson on New Japan Strong. And so he's had quite the U.S. tour um, mm -hmm. against. I mean, it's like I could watch every one of those matches. I, I really could, and just, and I have watched most of them, but it's yeah. like, wow, all right, Minoru Suzuki, gosh, and he, and just, the, the, he doesn't lose a bit of that mystique, you know, when he gets out there, you know, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you're going, you're going hard, you're going hard with him, and I'm, yeah, man. and look, he's not a guy that needs to win big matches at this point in his career, um, he no. can, if you need him to, and I think that goes right with the mystique that you're that you're talking about, is that he is that he also has one of the best entrances in all of professional wrestling. He does, and you know, I, I and to move on with this show because I could go on and talk mm -hmm. about this match forever. Um, CM Punk's Matt Sydal was good. The Bunny and Ruby Soho is fine. Um, the main event um, with uh, with American Top Team and and the Inner Circle. Um, it's worth noting that Scorpio Sky pins Chris, Chris Jericho ag again. <laughs> um, but the thing that put it over for me here, um, AEW Dime Dynamite was a great show. Uh, as always. Um, I think what really bothered me um, was the John Moxley match. Well, if you could call it a match. Um, he walked in like, you know, somebody gave him a flat beer. Literally beat the crap out of Wheeler Yuta in under, in under a minute and a half and then just paradigm shipped and left. Um, not a fan of that. Not a fan of Will Uta getting the job end of this. Um, I'm a big Will Uta guy. Um, well, I don't know. It kind of goes along with the fact that Chris Statlander like chokes him out all the time, too. Yeah. That's on, on yeah, BT. Right. <laughs> but that's kind of his thing. But yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we could do some different things with that. Um, and then the only other thing is I, I'm, I like MJF promos. I think this one went a little bit too long. Right. It was just a little too, it was just a little too drawn out. Right. I think you could have cut a few moments off of this and it would have been fine. Um, but it, 
the, but yeah, it was it was all about the Hangman promo. It mm-hmm. was all about Malachi Black and and Dante Martin, which was a great match. Yeah, um, it was really good, and Dante Martin's a star. Yeah, he, he is. Wait until he wait until he gets his uh, tag team partner back. Oh wait, it's Leo Rush now. I know. Oh, imagine those three. Can you imagine the kind of crazy trios? Fun? I we mean, need to have trios titles. I've been have, begging for this. Yeah, that's gonna be some crazy. <laughs> that's some crazy stuff. And and, and yeah, yeah, and and I, you know, and they, at, at first, I I was kind of it was kind of weird what they were trying to do with Leo Rush. Um, I was like, okay. But it's really starting to work for me, you know. And they definitely have mm-hmm. something to, to build with. But yeah, Dante Martin is uh, that. Well, how old is he? He's like what, 19, 20? I mean, he's a kid. Early twenties, I think. Or, I want to say he's like very early twenties. Yeah, yeah, but he and he's yeah. like like he's the younger of the two, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because so. Whew. Yeah, I I don't know, man. That that's that. That dude is he he's definitely got it that's like he's he puts me in the mind of Ricochet mm-hmm. um with with his but he definitely can talk better than Ricochet. You know, and he he, he does his character yeah. better. Yeah, agreed. Uh so Dante Martin is 20 years old. 20, yeah, he like must like just turned 20. Yeah. He gets it though. There are <laughs> yeah. people that just get it. And yep. I think he's one of those guys that just gets it. And mm-hmm. um and then the last thing uh is Brian Danerson versus Bobby Fish. Um I am so glad and I am happy that AEW is giving Bobby Fish uh time to shine here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll so tell you. Good. I had, I had a, uh, um, he was at Icons Wrestling. Bobby Fish was, mm. and uh, I, I he wasn't he wasn't listed. I don't think on the program, and so, and he was he was like where, he was like had his mask, and I don't think anybody kind of knew who he was at first. He sort of by himself. <laughs> Poor mm. guy. I felt bad for him. I was like, I should go over there, and I was like, wait a second. But he's right next to Raven. I want to throw my money at Raven. But anyway, <laughs> but I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad too. And you know, honestly, I mean, he still looks good. He still can work. That's no doubt at all. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. But overall, um, for the week, we had uh, best show was Rampage, followed by Dynamite, Impact, SmackDown, uh, NXT 2.0, and then the worst show of the week is Monday Night Raw. Um, so that was the week. Time to get to some news. Uh, let's start. Well, let me, hey, before you do that, I, I did, it was one more thing I didn't tell you to kind of back up on that, but, um, okay. uh, you know, Junior Dos Santos, how about that guy? I mean, is he ready or is he ready? I mean, I, it's, it's weird because as you saw those guys and you were like, okay, well, these guys are all like, MMA fighters, but can they make the, you know, can they make that leap? Because some can do it, um, and some Cain Velasquez can't, um, and yes. have done it so, quite as quite as successfully. 
And then Junior Dos Santos looks like he's ready to be a pro wrestler because <laughs> he was talking smack. He's like, you know, is is uh, is Junior Dos Santos ready for professional wrestling? And he goes, is professional wrestling ready for me? You know, it's like, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, and then doesn't it, then he starts getting out on social media like and he's throwing yeah. throwing bombs at Rome at Roman Reigns. Roman <laughs> like, Reigns. Like, yeah, I love it. You um, know. I I will tell you, just looking at um just kind of reminding myself about the last kind of few few years for his MMA career. Um I uh, yeah, just I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk um, about well, that. Well, he hasn't had a fight, though, a mixed martial arts fight since December of 2020, but then got right. released from the UFC in 2021 um, right. in March. So um, he's had some time, if this was something that he's really thought about, to kind of get himself kind of in working shape. Because I, I think there's a difference between preparing yourself for an MMA fight and preparing yourself for a professional wrestling match, um, especially going into an environment like AEW, where it's a lot of the professional wrestling aspect of it, where um, he he can speak English. It's, yes. it's, it's not smooth, but he can do it. And the fact that, to your point, he was mm -hmm. trash-talking and he was running his mouth. And let's talk about the table spot he took. Okay, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't Shaq levels, um, right? But it was right. still a table spot, and he actually impressed them. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, he his last couple fights. I mean, he's I mean, he's kind of, I mean, he had the whole the the he got pulled from the Francis Ngannou fight because they thought he might have had a USADA suspension, but it wasn't. It was one of those deals where he. You know, Brazil has these pharmacies that mix stuff up and you all know what you're getting. And they've dinged a lot of people for that. So it wasn't something like he was knowingly doing, but they don't, you know, you saw this like that. And plus, I mean, Brock Lesnar can't talk about that either. But, yeah. but, uh, it, but anyway, it, he just sort of went, I mean, he beat Derek Lewis mm -hmm. <laughs> in 2019. Um, yeah. You know, he did lose when he fought in Ghana again, but then, I mean, then he had some injuries and sickness and stuff. But, Dude, that guy's always been a badass. There's no problem. That's that's without a doubt. And um, they were they were putting over his MMA career and stuff, which is great, right? And they're of course they're Jorge Masvidal too, and it it makes me almost go, is it, is this the, sort of their antidote to Brock Lesnar? Because that's always been the thing with Brock, right? Is he comes back because he's a he can do you know, he's a shoot fighter. He was a UFC world champion. And you know, Junior Dos Santos. Well, yeah, well, so was I. You know, yeah. And so, and and because because I I mean, as Jake Hager's great, but you know that stuff. Bellator's not UFC. Just not. It just yeah. Is. Um, to AEW's credit, the outside talent that they've brought in, um, Shaq, Mike Tyson, um, yeah. Junior Dos Santos. Um, they're bringing out outside talent like this in. And, you know, you're, you're kind of, like, hesitant to buy in because you're, like, we've seen a lot of bad things mm -hmm. happen with outside talent stepping into the ring. But credit to AEW, they're getting these 
talents ready yep. to get on the main show and put on a hell of a show. Yeah, um, and and they're believable. And like, and, and you get the guys now because and you know, I think you know Chael Sonnen really brought that to MMA. The, he, he brought the he brought the pro wrestling to MMA, which really hadn't been there before. Before you know UFC, if, if you guys are UFC fans or if you guys watch it all, it was very much martial arts. Very you know respect your opponent and you know shaking hands at the end and hugging you know and respect the the, the combat right. You respect the mutual combat until Chael Sonnen brought the Nature Boy Ric Flair to UFC and started talking stuff and basically talked him into talked himself into championship matches and then you had people right well and well except for he almost beat Anderson Silva I mean he didn't but he had a moment he definitely won that uh, first round though yeah, but and so, but so then that then you started seeing it more, and then you you know you started to see the guys do that. Now it's like, it's 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 pretty commonplace to see it, and it's not just where they shove each other at the weigh in or at the press conference or whatever. You have the, you know, you you have people that are, have just taken it to the next level. And um, Junior Star Santos is not the one that comes to mind. He's definitely a tough dude, but Jorge Masvidal definitely is. If you you know seen him talk, you see his his vlog, and so um, that dude is is legit. And um, you know he's he's I love it when they start talking smack about things that happened in UFC, and you know, and so I, I'm I'm a uh, yeah I'm 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 down for it totally totally. So I guess we could talk about news, but um, I I got one thing to add once we get past the news. Just a quick one though. Yeah. Um, I was the one that just kind of came across my uh, feed here um, within the last, uh, actually t- a little earlier today. Um, a new report from Russell Vote suggests that WWE is set to make more changes to the Karrion Cross character in the upcoming uh, weeks. God, the plan so. is for Cross to be more of a psycho. That's in quotations. Yet also calm and cool. Um, kind of like a like a killer almost. <laughs> uh, kind of like a killer cross. Um, he will still wear the helmet to the ring, and as of this time, there's still no plans to pair him with Scarlett Bordeaux. Um, meanwhile, he's also said to get a new theme song, along with the overall presentation of his entrance. Why don't you just go to what they did in NXT? I don't understand it. I don't want you to. Why don't you just do that? I mean, it's not like it was that hard. You already know the. You already know the answer. I do. It, I do. It's it's because this is it's because he wants Karen. It's that Vince McMahon wants Karen Cross to be successful because of what he's doing to the character. He right. doesn't want him to be successful because of the NXT version of Karen Cross. Right. So it's like I want him to be successful. Hmm, what should we do? Oh, I know. Let's make it, imagine this, if you will. What if Mad Max, what's Mad Max was a porno? Go with it. Yeah. I mean, because, I, like, oh gosh. So anyway, yeah. um, yeah, that's, God, it makes me sick. It makes me want to throw up my mouth. Yeah. Um, next bit of news, since we're already in WWE, we'll uh, hit this one really quick. Uh, Fightful Select confirming uh, the previous report that WWE will no longer be holding TLC in December. 
They were originally planned to have it on December 19th before it was adjusted to December 12th. And now it has been pulled from the calendar altogether. Mm -hmm. they're, um, they're, doing, they're doing like a New Year's show though, right? And then, so like do a two yeah. in Jan there's two in January. Yeah. Um, so instead their New Year's show uh, day one will count as the December pay-per-view that event will be held in Atlanta, Georgia at the State Farm Arena. Um, good. I think yeah. um, it goes kind of along with um, kind of our gripe of Hell in the Cell being its own gimmick show, TLC being its own gimmick show, where I was stunned to see that they were doing a Hell in a Cell match at Crown Jewel because it wasn't Crown Jewel, Hell in a Cell. Like, uh, I thought it was a great decision. I think something like the feud that Edge and Rollins have right now warrants this um, to where the feud is calling for the stipulation, not the stipulation. It's calling for a forced feud. Right, right. Yep. Those matches are, are blow-offs, and, and it was like, you know, the, the people who can pull those matches off, like, those people aren't there. So, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, my heart's not broken. Yeah. Um, we'll stay in WWE, kind of. Um, we haven't seen Buddy Murphy since his release. From WWE in June. Well, I, I saw him in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago, but that's well. Oh. <laughs> As previously reported, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that former WWE superstar, uh, now going by Buddy Matthews, will make his New Japan debut next month at Battle in the Valley. Um, his appearance was announced at the New Japan Strong TV tapings in Philadelphia. Yep. Um, and he has also gone to Twitter about it as well i think this is the i think this was the one constant when we were all predicting where free agents would go um i think this is this this is the one constant we had was buddy at least getting into AEW and then getting to new japan but some way shape or form he was going to make it to new japan eventually yeah yeah and and that's a yeah, that's that's. I'm excited for that. I, I want to mm -hmm. see what, what what becomes of it because he's he's perfect. He's perfect for New Japan. He really is. He yeah. really is. Um, but speaking of contracts expiring, filthy Tom Lawler's contract uh, is expiring soon. Um, but and and it will expire. Um, before the next round of tapings in November. Um, it was a two-year deal the last time that he signed. Um, MLW speaks very highly of him. Um, and his last match uh, was the casket match that he lost to King Muertes. Um, yeah. And I think that was because it was kind of in limbo whether he was still going to resign or whether he was going to move on. But he um, is still under contract with pfl so um anyways huh. yeah and, and he's and he's that. and he's a re and you know he's pretty regular on new japan strong too mm -hmm. um Team filthy. so if you're uh, 
so do we so do we see him anywhere else here in the states or just sticking with new japan strong for now you know it's i don't know i mean he he could really fit in almost anywhere um he's really developed that that character so well um coming mm-hmm. from from ufc and, and sort of the 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 I mean, he definitely MLW. He, he made the most out, out of has made the most out of his time there for sure. He won the Opera Cup. You know, he was a MLW World Champion, um, and he had some great matches. That, I mean, the, the match against Loki. Oh my gosh! I mean, that was a great match. Um, he won the first bout, and he won the first battle riot. Yep, I think Tom Waller did win. Mm-hmm. The first. And so, so it's it, he definitely has made the most out of that. So it's almost like, does he want to, you know, it, t- you know, take it up a notch in pro wrestling, or is he just sort of happy with, you know, having a decent career in UFC and then, you know, translating it well, which he has. But I think, I mean, we definitely could see him really anywhere. He's got the talent, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, um, I like Tom Lawler. Um, here's a here's one for you. You have something about Tom Lawler you want to talk to? Do you have a pers- prediction? Because I have a trivia question for you. Go ahead. No, we're good. All right. The trivia question. Ready, Ryan? Well, of course. All right. What do what do Rhea Ripley and Chris Jericho have in common? Oh, what do Rhea Ripley and Chris Jericho have in common? Yes. <sighs> Uh, they both had well. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they've. I mean, they've both lost the title as of late. Yes, they both misplaced their title belts. <laughs> yes, Gosh. yes. Chris, remember? Didn't Chris Jericho leave his in an Uber or something like that? Mm-hmm. And, and then now, so like and Rhea Ripley had lost her bags, which included her title belt. Uh, this past yeah. week, so so the, um, the, it's funny because I did read that Damian Priest lended his ring gear to Rhea Ripley, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, because her ring gear was in with the title. Yeah, as, as I'm like, oh wow. So yeah, so one of the uh, things I think it was on on uh, K, uh, cage match, whatever. Um, I mean, K, K side seats, and it said, "Today I learned that Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest wear the same size pants." <laughs> yeah i think i think that's the uh eye-opening uh factoid of the day <laughs> yeah so yeah there you go chris jericho and rhea ripley added to the we lost our title belt uh club um although i will say they got theirs they did get them back eventually i guess or at least um reportedly mm-hmm. um however there was a case i do believe it was the um was it the mid-atlantic television title or was it the smoky mountain one of those belts was lost and never recovered so it's somewhere uh, probably in jim Cornette's attic but um it's there's a there's a one championship belt that was lost and never found that i know of. i'll have to research that mm. very interesting um but yeah um, so the last bit of news before we hit the G1 climax, which I am super happy for. Um, 
the big news coming up this weekend is Bound for Glory Impact's uh, kind of flagship pay-per-view. It's their WrestleMania. Um, Braun Strowman uh, met with Scott DeMore. Um, this is at the uh, Motor City Comic Con in Detroit. Um, obviously, the pay-per-view is taking place in Vegas. Um, they um, And this is courtesy of PW Insider. Um, they met and they were sitting together conversing for a long time. A long time in quotes. Um, uh, Strowman has been reportedly in talks with Impact um, and PW Insider also notes that Impact has been working on several surprises for Saturday's pay-per-view, um, but no confirmation whether he has signed um, or if he is going to appear in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. um, so, I guess the question, do we see Braun Strowman or Adam Scher uh, show up this weekend at Bound for Glory? Yeah, I think we do. I, I think we, we do. do. Because right now, um, there is an open spot on the card. And I would say it was the last man in the Call Your Shot gauntlet. But obviously, we know that is W. Morrissey's. Um, mm. However, um, right now, we have Violent by Design, who they've been in a few the last few weeks with Heath, over Rhino. And Rhino has been at odds with Eric Young. Um, so he signs the tag match and hoping that Rhino will be his partner for the match. So right now, um, that is kind of the open spot. Um, aside from that, um, there are uh, nine open spots according to wikipedia in the call your shot gauntlet match and obviously we know who the number 20 and mm -hmm. is so um if he does there's a lot of time um there are a lot of opportunities for him to debut with with the promotion it's true well and i i, I and plus i just think it's one of those cases you know, like where there's smoke, there's fire, and mm -hmm. there's just there's been so much talk about it um, behind the scenes, and you know, the, it it makes sense. Um, he hasn't wrestled anywhere since he left. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been doing the rounds of the Indies or anything like that. There's been talk about it. There never was really any serious talk of him going to AEW. Um, I mean, it was mentioned just because he was a free agent, but I don't I don't think he's the same type. Um, I think, you know, he's not, I don't, I don't see his spot in AEW, right? He's, he's, they don't need another Lance Archer. They already have Lance Archer, right? And who's better? So I, I think um, this makes sense for them. Uh, is he, does he debut as like the monster bad guy or is he like the hero that come, rides in to face off with W, w Morrissey, you know? See, and that's my thing is that, um, I think he's a better heel. Mm -hmm. um, I honestly think he'd be a great Violent by Design member. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he doesn't, 
and he he can cut a promo when he has to. I think um, I think the, his I think the WWE promo being scripted kind of takes that kind of realism out of it and kind of that believability that you know the the tone he would project. I think it was kind of like ah that was that was cringy. Like, no, uh, it was, it, 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 he was always like, I have to talk, and I have to talk and talk, and eventually I have to segue into, get these hands, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah. he's talking, trying to find a good spot to interject his catchphrase, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think he'd be a great VBD member. I mm-hmm. think... Um, I think he needs to be a heel, but I could also see him being Heath's tag tag team partner. Yeah, since they got rid of Rhino, yeah, he might, there might be a spot for him there. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but um, oh, can I, I'm gonna interject now and tell you I can't believe I forgot this. Oh my gosh, I feel like such a. I, I can, how can I call myself the dean of old school when I forgot this? that it was the WWF championship that was stolen out of the car of Bruno San Martino. That's right. I and remember it, that. They were saying that on, on Dark Side. Yep. And it was never recovered. That belt was never recovered. It went up missing. And then, b- believe it or not, only a few years later, Pedro, Mar- Pedro Morales had the WWF championship belt was reported stolen again outside of a restaurant. Although some people, uh, some people claim that it might have uh, not been stolen, but actually was um, sold to a pawn shop to pay off some gambling debts. I don't know. Those are rumors. But the WWWF world title was actually lost twice. To mm-hmm. Dean of old school information yep. of the day. Uh, also, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes lost one of the NWA World Tag Team belts when he and uh, Jimmy Jam uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin held it as the Freebirds. Uh, Jerry Lawler stole a Southern Junior Heavyweight title, stole slash took. Uh, Stan Hansen ran over the AWA World Heavyweight title with his truck <laughs> in Japan and sent it back to Virginia many years later. And then uh, the snowman Eddie Crawford um, stole the uh, AWA Unified belt um, from from uh, Jerry King Waller and anyway all of those those were some stolen belt stories um, I like uh, I like uh, so I, obviously I think what happened to Rhea Ripley was less embarrassing yeah mm-hmm. um, sorry I think it's time to get to the climax of the show and by that I mean the G one climax um, we just had Block A wrap up. Um, so let's get through those. Um, coming in, it is just Plumaruchia. Um, it's between Kota Ibushi, Shingo Takagi, Kenta, and Zack Sabre Jr. Um, coming into this block, a final that are eligible to win. Um, we start out with uh, Toriano going over Tomohiro Ishii. Um, no dog in the final, in the final tally there. Um, mm-hmm. but this is, um, Shingo Takagi taking on the Tokyo Pimp. Um, 
first of all, Peter. Let's just let's leave it there. Slow. <laughs> it's, it's, that is that is Logan's favorite, and he was and half, and he had a half pack of Rollades. You know, just um, but this ends in a double countout. I know. I know. I've 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 been watching the G one for a while now, you know, and I've I'm not a diehard, so this might be one of those insert foot here kind of moments. But I've I've never seen this. I've, I've seen it seen in like result. I've seen a double count out once, but it was like a bullet club. It was a tag match. It wasn't a. It was what it broke mm-hmm. down outside. It was a nothing of consequence. Not in the G one. Um, and pl- plus, remember, it's New Japan. That's a 20 count. That's not a 10 count. So, Correct. you know, and, and Jim, Jim Ross famously used to talk about, you know, sometimes they don't count at all and they just let them <laughs> go outside the ring. <laughs> One of his often criticisms when he was doing New Japan uh, commentary. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, obviously, that's the result that had to happen. So you get to where it, where it got. So, mm-hmm. um anyway yeah um and even to the point where i didn't even know that you got a point for a draw in the g1 because i'd never seen it yeah Um, that's that's the rule that's the rules in soccer so same thing (laughs) yeah so each man gets a point here as we go to tonga loa versus zach saber jr um if zach saber jr wins he knocks out Kota Ibushi and then that means that Kenta would have to win to get to the G1 final if he were to lose if he's Zack Sabre Jr. But none of that matters um, because Tonga Loa pulls out the upset victory here. Um, uh, this match was better than the one because they had a match back at Wrestling Dontaku uh, that, I, that I thought was good. This match was better than that. Um, and it goes to show you that, you know, G.O.D. have essentially, they're two singles guys that can go by themselves, but then they're one of the best tag, tag teams in the world when they're, when they're put together. True. And you forgot to uh, uh, properly address the worst professional wrestler in the world, Zack Sabre Jr., right? Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Matt. Um, Matt's, Matt's not here. I had to pick, pick up. Yeah. Um, I was sold after the hot start he had and knocking out Naito um, that, you know, that this was Zack Sabre Jr.'s tournament to lose, um, which essentially in the end it did. Yeah, Um, that's right. Because, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll find out here in a minute um, that all he had to do was win. Yep. And uh, here we go to... um, the last match in A Block, and that is Kenta versus Kota Ibushi, which means who, which means with the loss to Zack Saber Jr., whoever wins this match is going to win A Block, and it doesn't matter because Zack Saber Jr. stays at twelve points. Both Kota Ibushi and Kenta are twelve points. Shingo's draw with his double countout only gets him one point, so he's going to get jumped either way, um, unless this is a tie, and then we won't get in that because it didn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. Death taxes in Kota Ibushi. Good God. Um, what do you, so 
Kota Ibushi does go over. Um, he hits a Kamagoye. Um, mm. He hits two two of them. Um, to win, wins another block. This is his fourth straight G1 final. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm a huge, you know, I'm a big Kenta fan, and I really was hoping maybe, I don't know. When, it watched, when I watched it today, I was thinking, wow, this would be awesome. This would be really so cool. Um, and then, especially knowing that, um, you know, we could see a, th- a run back of, the, of Hideo, Hideo Itami and Buddy Murphy. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Um, which yeah. we saw a few years back, but anyway, I, I, I um, and then I realized that I was silly for believing and dreaming of such things <laughs> because there there are fewer sure things in the world at the than uh, Kota Ibushi in the finals of the G1 Climax, and that's what we got. Um, so it was yeah. a great match. It was a, I mean, the, it was good. It was so good. It was, it was my match of the week. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is it bet? I don't know. This is a new week. I'm going to put um, Daniel Bryan and Suzuki last week. It's my match of the week so far. It's only Monday. Um, it was it was good. Um, I think um, I I I didn't like all of the countout teases that they had throughout this match. Um, yeah, right. That kind of took me out of it. But other than that, this is. I mean, both guys can go. It was a solid match. Um, so, um, I do have in my notes that on commentary, they mentioned that if for any reason it's a draw or a double disqualification or no contest, um, Shingo gets in. So, this would have had the champion. This would have had your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion being in the final. Um, I would have liked to see something different. We had multiple options. Um, but I don't know why we're afraid to pull the trigger. It took us years for us to pull the block, for us to pull the trigger on Shingo as world, as, as world champion. Um, and Matt said the last time we talked about G1 on the show that, you know, Sonata, who's buried in B block right now, um, you know, probably missed the mark on him again, you know, and Lord knows if he'll ever win a world championship. Um, but I, I just don't understand why we're so handcuffed creatively when it comes to this. And you, know, you look over at B Block, um, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff, Jeff Cobb winner will face Kota Ibushi in the final. Um, now it should be Jeff Cobb, but it won't be, you know, it won't be. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. If this is Gato booking again, um, it's 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 gonna be Kazuchika Okada going over Jeff Cobb in about a 25 minute match, and the match will be really, really, really good, but it's not the right decision. Um, I, I don't, I just may, don't Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. Okay. Death, maybe, taxes, maybe, oh, yeah. Okada. 
Right. What, what were the chances it could have been like Kenta against Jeff Cobb? Like that wasn't going to happen, was it? Was that never? That was never going to happen. Uh, it was hoping. I mean, I mean, you know, Great O'Con won his first like three or four matches. Um, yeah. Which you could have even had um, Kenta versus Cobb. Um, could have had Zack Saber Jr. versus Cobb. Could have had Ishii versus Cobb. Um, Ishii needs to get the rub. I know, you know, he's 45. But, and again, you know, talking about the last time we were on WrestleCast talking about the G1, it's Ishii constantly delivers match of the night after match of the night. Four and a half star match, four and a half star match, five star match. You know, I don't think at this stage in his career he'll get the rub, but just to put it into perspective, um, Kent is 40. Um, Kota Abushi is 39. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. is 34. So, so, and Jeff Cobb is. Jeff Cobb, friend of the show, is 39. So, I mean, yeah, okay. So maybe we just don't have, we don't know anything of what we're talking about. Maybe that's what it is. 33. 33. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think he was that old. Because, I, I mean, he did. Young. When he was in, when he was at, um, in Ring of Honor, that he was like 29. He was 20 to 20, that's why I remember. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how tomorrow night plays out. Um, we also have... Um, we we also have Yoshihashi versus Chase Owens. Goto versus Tamatonga. Uh, Tanahashi versus Tai Chi. Banger. Sonata versus Evil. Don't care because Evil's boring now. And then Okada versus Jeff Cobb to finish the night. Yeah. Um, yeah that is, so every, everybody so else true. is eliminated. It's so true, but you know what? It's like, um, was it, it, it's so obvious now that evil was a, like that was just a, well, what else are we going to do right now thing? Isn't that sad that they broke up LIJ? I mean, they just for like, what else are we going to do? Couldn't think of anything better to do. So... No. Yeah, that was, I don't know, not feeling it. Yeah. Um, so that's the G1. That's all we have right now. Um, in two, in, well, on Wednesday morning here in the States at 5 a.m., we'll have our B-Block final. Um, and then on Thursday early morning, we will have um, the G1 Climax final match which it will be Kotobushi versus either Okada or Jeff Cobb. Um, I think we all know who we want. But yeah, I don't know. It's not who we're going to get, but, you know. No, but if it would make sense for Okada to win and then Okada to get his shot at, at Shingo that he didn't get at Wrestle Grand Slam. Um because he was out for COVID during then, so he so he didn't. He never got his shot. So that would be that would that would kind of be 
the way to go because it ended up being um, evil in in his place. Um, yeah. So, and then at Tokyo, it was Tanahashi. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting, but I think still, this is a good G1 climax. I'm glad to see um, pretty much everybody back in action. Last year's was kind of a flash in the pan, like blink and you miss it kind of G1. But then again, what else was there to watch during a pandemic? You know? Right. True. Um, yeah, it's still the best nine ninety nine yen you you can spend. <laughs> um, typically, guess, once it gets, it's like nine thousand ninety nine yen or something. But something like that. But one, but once it America. gets, oh, once it gets over to the states, I think it's like nine seventy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but you have to wait till the first of the month though, because right. if you wait towards the end of the month and you get it, you're gonna get the nine ninety nine. And then turn over the first unit another nine ninety nine, so it's one of those. Um, worth noting though, now that I'm looking back, Jeff Cobb is undefeated. And that's right. Yeah, he's yeah, that's true. And Kazuchika Okada has only had one loss. Yeah, but so what? Did, I think what happens if if Okada wins? They tie, but then he would have the tiebreaker because he won. Yep. So, if, mm-hmm. so if it's a if it's a draw or you know double disqualification, then Jeff Cobb would still go uh, go ahead. But um, yeah, but if if he loses, then Okada goes because it's they're tied and he gets the tiebreaker. So we all know what's going to happen. At least I hope that's not what happens. But yeah. Surprise um, us, please. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um, well, that's all we have for this um, episode of the WrestleCast. Uh, we got a few minutes left in our time slot, so allow me to plug our outstanding YouTube channel. Um, first of all, you can go to the description box. Find all of our socials there. Um, a bunch of content coming out this week and next week, gearing up for our trip to Knoxville and Nightmare in the Old City. Um, PWO will be there. Um, still working on our on our costumes. Maybe maybe we'll be the four horsemen. Um, Ooh, like that'd be it. really good, right? Yeah, you should be, or, or it could be luchadors like uh, well, FTR did. You know, we, you're right. Um, <laughs> I thought about I thought about the blue mini. Um, okay, okay. Because I think I pulled that out. We could be the BWO. Um, I mean, yeah. we have Jeff and Matt. So, so, Je- so Jeff would be Nova, and Matt would have to wear the Daisy Dukes. That's that, okay. that, that would be yeah, big Maddie Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. They did allude to on our WrestleCast from last week that the costume contest um will get you into the conga line. So for no way. Uh, which I kind of feel bad because. I'm a Shug D guy, and now I'm going to be in No Way's conga line, essentially. Uh, yeah. So now I'm like, eh, do I want to? Like, but I want to be in a conga line. Um, I can also say that I'm on high spots dancing with the NGW heavyweight champion, Rich Swan. I mean, not everybody True. can say that. So, not, not everybody can say that. The clip was on Twitter, by the way, at PW Orion. 
So oh, I like it. You must. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, we got a lot of great content coming out this week. Um, Jeff and I will be back with another referee's discretion on Sunday. Um, and then kind of a kind of a breaking news kind of note here. Um, Jeff and I will be doing weekly referee's discretion starting in November. Um, so it'll be a little bit of a hodgepodge and then still sprinkle some ravishing reviews in in, in between. So um, a lot of great original content coming your way. Um, along with the prediction shows, uh, they're making their triumphant return uh, this week. Uh, we will have, oh gosh, Crown Jewel and Bound for Glory this week. Um, oh. Yeah, so it, it's go- it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of great stuff coming your way. Um, mm. So if you feel the need to support us, uh, if you're watching, the link's in the, in the description. You see it on your screen there. Uh, but if you're listening, ko-fi.com slash pw123. It's as easy as one, two, three. And for just the price of a cup of coffee a day, unless you go to Starbucks, you can support a great wrestling podcast like ourselves. And don't forget, this is the premier professional wrestling podcast. You do yeah. not want to miss what we've got going on. Um, especially when we're picking and winning. You got anything coming up, Dwight? Oh, funny you should mention that. So, yes, I did. So, uh, I, I came across – I'm, I'm not even going to spoil it because I am going to make a picking and winning um, a, a new one because I still have my mystery box I got from I, the Icons of Wrestling, which I'm going to record. And then just yesterday – uh, I'll tell you what I didn't buy that I did see there, though, that I almost bought for uh, at a junk store for the low, low price of $2, a WCW Wrath action figure. Yes, Wrath. Hmm. But there was two others I did get, so we're gonna, you're going to have to tune in to see what those are. All right, so you got to go to Odyssey at the Dean of Old School. Check that out. Um, right. And, guys, we're going to be right back here on Monday, next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Facebook Live with another uh, PWO WrestleCast. In the meantime, guys, please go support us on social media. Please go visit us at Kofi.com. And, guys, continue to enjoy professional wrestling. There's no better time to be a professional wrestling fan than right now, unless you're watching Raw right now. Then you're probably pretty (laughs) miserable. Um, <laughs> until next time, guys. Have a good day. Be safe. And for uh, life. Midnight Express. Toot toot. <laughs>